All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. And Vaughn, given that it is pie day, what's your favorite pie? Oh, God, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> a lot of chocolate in it. Let me just put it that way. Okay? Chocolate pie? Like a chocolate Some, cream yeah, pie? Yeah, whatever, you know. I, I came from Quebec, so I must say I still have a weakness for sugar pie. Oh, so Fortunately, good. I left Quebec when I was 15, so I still have most of my teeth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've had a sugar pie before. <laughs> that definitely makes your teeth ache. Yeah. Uh, okay, all right. I'll accept a chocolate, like a chocolate mud pie, chocolate silk pie, chocolate yep. pudding pie, yeah, things like that. Yeah, you got it all. As long all as right. it's got chocolate in it, I'm fair. I'm Totally in favor of it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, let's talk about what's going on out there today. Now, today is the day, isn't it, that there was supposed to be the protest at the legislature? Yes, and we don't actually know whether they're going to show up or not. Um, the police say they're ready. Legislature security says they're ready. And the premier says, give your head a shake, put the TV on, and have a look at a place where freedom is really being trampled, Ukraine. Yeah, those those comments that he made got a lot of traction on social media. Yeah, they did. It, you know, it's interesting to follow the premier on this kind of thing. He um, he did rehearse them ahead of time. Uh, anybody thought they were ad lib, they were not, but they were very effective. His office staff posted them on social media within the hour. And um, I don't know. I looked at the numbers this morning. Uh, so John Horgan's get a hobby, give your head a shake comments on the truck convoy. 800,000 hits, 25,000 likes, 6,000 retweets, and 1,500 quotes. I don't know if that's a record for a BC premier, but I expect it's pretty damn close. That that really connected to a lot of people. Uh, the premier spoke for... Well, the 94% of British Columbians who are vaccinated and the very large number of British Columbians who've had enough of these truck convoys to last them a lifetime. Is that something that you talked about them rehearsing it? So they would have probably debated whether or not to say something so strong. Well, the Premier said almost exactly the same thing on a radio interview on Friday morning with CFAX Radio here in Victoria. He does a fairly regular spot with his hometown radio. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't make the comments any less effective, but wisely. The Premier, as we know, sometimes talks himself into trouble when he just speaks off the cuff and ad-libs. Remember the heat dome and death is a part of life. Remember what he said about the gas prices. Take the bus if you find gasoline too expensive. So wisely, he does try out his lines beforehand. And again, I'm not faulting him for it. I think in this case, he hit the mark. And yes, I expect that, uh, you know, it wouldn't be surprising that politicians sometimes try out their lines with their staff before even in earlier interviews before they deliver them at press conference. That's true. All right. Let's talk about something. Pre-pandemic, Premier Horgan was very big on the issue of B.C. ditching the time change. And now, of course, post-pandemic, not post-pandemic, but during the pandemic, we stopped talking about it. But it feels like it still comes up. Yeah, it does come up. One of the reasons I think the New Democrats are more effective than the B.C. Liberals on communication is they're on the ball on social media. So the Premier's comments on the truck convoy were immediately posted on on Twitter on uh, Friday, and the Premier also did a doubleheader on social media. He retweeted Ryan Reynolds' comments on on, uh, Daylight Saving. Reynolds said he thinks it's stupid and idiotic. Now, Reynolds is promoting his new movie, but... Nevertheless, I think he speaks for a lot of people on that one, too. And the premier retweeted it immediately, says, and I agree, changing the clock sucks. So why haven't we done it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the answer for that one is 
I pretty much right on this. We can't change our time here in British Columbia or stop changing our time here in B.C. until our neighbors to the south uh, do the same. And Reynolds would know that, too, because he works in the movie industry. So California, Oregon, and Washington all have to do it together. There's a movement in all three jurisdictions to do it, but in the United States... The U.S. Congress needs to approve it. So the big senator from Washington state, Patty Murray, is bringing in legislation in Congress to do just that. Uh, until the Americans make the switch or on not switching, we'll do the same. And the one thing is, I don't know, Simi, I heard you this morning talking about the loss of the daylight hours mm-hmm. in the morning. I don't know whether we'll go to standard time the year round or daylight saving time. Exactly. I've always wondered that myself. And you know, the other thing that's funny about time zones, of course, is you see this totally different if you live in the eastern part of the province where they're already on Alberta time. So it depends on where you are in the time zone. You know, we're way west in the time zone. Places to the east are going, oh God, (laughs) this isn't going to work for us at all. So I don't know whether it's going to happen, but it really is up to the Americans now uh, to take the lead because we're all ready to do it. BC doesn't need federal government approval to stop time changing. Um, Saskatchewan has done it all along, as you know. Yes. You mentioned Patty Murray there with the uh, legislation that she's tried to put forward, but she's done that a couple of times before. Yep. It feels like she's been, I think, she tried in 2018 and 2019. It doesn't, I don't know if it goes anywhere. Yeah, you know, the, uh, well, the American political system is kind of preoccupied with a lot of other issues and. Probably some of the other states don't much care about this. They have different issues. So, yeah, it, it takes a while to get the attention of the U.S. Congress. If you do, uh, they move very, very quickly. But I don't know if you will on this. Oh, one other thing the Premier said mm-hmm. Friday, by the way, which I just wanted to put on the radar screen for you, because I heard you talking about gasoline prices again this morning. Horgan said something's coming this week from the provincial government on gasoline prices. I don't think it's a tax cut. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be related to this regulatory change um, with the BC Utilities Commission. It monitors gasoline prices. They're supposed to come forward with some su- solutions to end gouging. I think it'll be along those lines. And there has been a rumor, Simeon, it's only a rumor, the government may also consider some kind of a rebate through ICBC to provide temporary relief on gasoline prices. Oh. So the Horgan said something's coming this week. He didn't say what. That's pure speculation, but there you go. What kind of business am I in if not a speculation? <laughs> Isn't that what we do every morning at this time? Um, also, I just wanted to ask about what BC is prepared to do to help Ukrainian refugees, because that came up. Yes, the Premier met with Ukrainian community leaders on Friday morning, and one of the things they told them was they're just inundated. These are small organizations. They can't handle the phone calls. They can't handle the question and answer. B.C. government is setting up a 1-800 number to answer questions, to deal with offers of help and assistance, And B.C. has also activated a search for potential temporary housing for Ukrainian refugees. We don't know how many we're going to get. We don't even know if we're going to get any. But Horgan said they're looking at possible locations. He mentioned um, student housing at the universities and colleges. If, uh, you know, the, the year is coming up, it'll be over, the academic year. So that might be temporary housing. 
He mentioned that the government is going to approach some of the ski resorts to see if they have off-season housing that's available that could be used. So they've activated a search for housing. Housing is the key thing that refugees need. As he said, uh, he, he doesn't have any idea. Ottawa has not provided any kind of an estimate of how many people we can expect, but he wants BC to be prepared, mm-hmm. and we should be. All right. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Cindy.